Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Real Jordan Demi. I'm Jordan Edwards in LA, in New York. Get Demi Ramos. What's up, Demi? What's up, Jordan? We have Echo Smith today. We do have Echo Smith today. We have most of Echo Smith today. Two thirds. You got it. We got Sydney and Noah. What's going on, guys? Oh, not much. We're just excited to be here. We love podcasts. Like I love listening to podcasts. So I'm really excited because it, you know, we can take our time a little bit more, get to know each other. Yeah. I just love it. So I'm excited to be here. Interesting uh, little trivia question is Ooh. that Echo Smith was the last second to last in-person interview before quarantine two years ago for Pop Dust. Wow. Oh my guys, gosh. You guys were the second to last interview because you guys were uh you guys were doing press for your big comeback album mm -hmm. and and then and here's the trivia question is the the last interview uh -huh. was did the drum roll rebecca black you guys were right before wow. rebecca black no way yeah. oh yeah. you guys are awesome the song that the friday song yeah uh, yes yeah. apparently she's she cool stuff herself into like a cooler version of yeah, yeah. i think she makes crack pop now jordan yeah you know, like someone told me yeah. that i was like it's like that's that's the thing Ooh. yeah i've listened to her stuff it's cool i was just you guys have a new single out and oh my goodness gracious so um, hang around. Did I get the title right? It's hang around, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So I want to talk about the sound of this song first. It has kind of a retro, I feel like it has kind of a nineties, early nineties kind of jingle pop song sound to it, but it also has these kind of cool seventies guitar sounds to it. So tell us about the sound of this uh, sound of this song. Yeah. So, the, I mean, this song kind of started with the sound of it. Um, Sydney was driving up to LA to, you know, work on music with me. And I was in my studio and I started kind of crafting what now is the verse and the pre-chorus. And for me, I'm like, we've been talking a lot about kind of almost reverting back to like very organic and natural sounds, but then finding ways to like manipulate, distort and like affect things in a way that kind of make it feel contemporary or modern or I don't know, cutting edge or whatever. But um, I feel like, yeah, I mean, those references are killer. I mean, I love the Sundays and like in the 70s. I mean, I, I love yeah. Mac. I love all that stuff. Well, like the thought I had when I was listening to this song was this, it feels like it could be on the Empire Records soundtrack. Yeah, like, come on. It's kind of that, the vibe. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I think for us, like th those eras, I think capture a lot of music that we like really care about a lot of like sides mm -hmm. of music that we really care about i mean like i honestly was listening a lot to like even like joni mitchell and stuff and like the way that like fretless bass and things like that are used in her records and we like threw that into hang around so there is definitely some of that like those different eras translating into yeah know, hang around is like a kind of more modern contemporary track for sure and i feel like we're living in an era where anything could be big like any sound from any decade yeah could be big it's i mean amazing yeah have you seen yeah. how big kate bush is now i mean and she was already obviously yeah. a legend in her own right I, so didn't, like, I didn't check your uh your instagram for did you guys do a running up that hill cover like everyone else did we actually didn't i i kind of wanted to but it was becoming one of those things where i'm like literally everyone's already done it but like i don't know if any of us could handle another cover but i mean i do love that song and i mean noah was the one who um, I mean, he's been talking, telling me like, you have to listen, you have to really listen to Kate Bush. Like he's been telling me that for years, like, like five years now I've been on. That. Yeah. Like 2017, I think is when he was telling me about that. And anyway, so you're ahead of the curve, but not to say we never would cover it, but you know, sometimes something's been 
done enough times by outsiders. I feel you know? like you had to do it immediately was the way to do <laughs> yeah. it. The only way yeah. to like pull it off is like, you know, yeah. We love so it. All the way back to like you guys being little kids, right? I can just imagine. I mean, the creative, like, you know, the creativity, the, you know, you guys were, I mean, all doing music. How did that form, you know, you guys growing up together and starting to do music together? How'd that even happen? Yeah, I mean, we just were already in a very musical house where, you know, it was normal. Oh, I can do to- a, solo, a solo of you, Sydney. If I do this, you're still here. Oh. So it's okay. like, yeah, yeah. Okay, keep going. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so we were in a very musical house already. Um, and we just were already picking up instruments. Noah, I mean, I always joke with him because I'm like, people don't always choose bass first. They're usually like, oh, I guess I'll like also play bass, you know? So it's it's not super common to just be like, bass is my thing. And that's exactly what Noah did. And he, you know, I don't know how old he was when he decided that. Um, but we all just kind of picked up different instruments and, you know, we were all just kind of singing and, you know, our whole family was just really into music. Um, and then when I was nine, um, Graham was seven, Noah was 10, you know, blah, blah, blah. We were all really young and someone reached out to our dad who is also very musical and he was in charge of all the music at churches for a long time. So we were also like playing in the church and, you know, really involved there. And uh, someone was like, hey, do you know a band that's young that would want to play a benefit concert for free? And uh, we ended up somehow somebody was like, what if we all played together? So we that did. That sounds like we a were, plot from a Disney show, Disney Channel show or something. Literally. It Lots of people say real. that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, honestly, they were like, you should meet with Disney. And we did all those like little meetings because we were like little kids. And I'm glad at the end of the day, like we've done stuff with Radio Disney. We love them. Um, But, you know, I'm glad that we didn't end up doing the TV show thing for like about a million reasons. Um, We all still love each other a lot. So that's Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's good. Um, But anyway, that was our first show. And ever since then, we were a band and we're like, what should we call ourselves? And we were the water bottles at first. And then we were interesting. And then we were ready to go. <laughs> I mean, we had names, but I, you know, I was nine. Like, I mean, I'm just like, oh my gosh, a water bottle. You know, I don't know, like stupid ways to come up with names. But um, yeah, so that was 16 years ago. I'm 25 now. So it's been a minute. Wow. So what what was the the period between you guys forming a band? And, you know, cool kids, there's like a little bit of gap there. Were you you guys looking for a style? Were you guys making demos? Was your dad like doing sort of the, uh, the, the Jackson family, like cracking the whip thing or like what what was going on there? (laughs) No No whips were involved. (laughs) That first album, you were 15. Am I correct? That very first album. Uh, 15 when we made it and then 16, you know, when it came out. Um, but yeah, we were making demos. We were writing songs. We were street performing. We were doing all these different things, trying to figure out what we wanted to sound like. But at the same time, we were, you know, still doing a lot of covers, um, and trying to make them our own for sure. But we, we were a lot of different styles. I mean, our first show was like, there was a reggae cover then there was Rage Against the Machine cover. There was, Umbrella by Rihanna. I mean, there's like all these different things going on. So we were definitely experimenting, which is how you find your sound. Um, And then the first album, like once we got signed, um, we were working with Mike Elizondo and Rob Cavallo. That's who signed us at Warner Brothers. And they're both amazing. If you look them up, their catalog is insane. The people they've worked with and albums they've done because they're both producers. So they were really instrumental in that too because we were just like 
writing a ton, experimenting with our sound. And um, I think one of the first songs that really helped us discover the sound, I might be wrong on this, it was a long time ago, but I think it was our song Let's Love, which is on the first album. We're like, oh, this feels really fun. And it has some like fun 80s feels that we really love and are drawn to. Um, and it just kind of came naturally. And that's sort of what we, you know, went with. So uh, Cool Kids was definitely in that batch of songs, but we just kept going back and forth on that one and weren't sure if we wanted to keep it because we just kept rewriting the verses. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. And then after a couple months, eventually, eventually it was. And uh, I'm sure glad that it made it. I'm sure glad now <laughs> looking back, but it almost didn't make the album at all. No, that's what that's kids. what always happens. That's what always happens. Like the song that didn't make the album, like that story where Kurt Cobain didn't want to put "Smells Like Teen Spirit" on there because he felt like it was a Pixies ripoff. You know, yeah. like <laughs> you never know how that stuff works. Yeah. Um, what's interesting? Cool Go ahead, like, Jimmy. Like about writing cool kids. I mean, where did where did that come from? Like, what was that mm. song inspired by? Yeah, I mean, it kind of came. Honestly, a lot of our songs especially now come from conversations of us just like being together being family and just chatting about stuff um but yeah that one was really just honestly like us talking about how we wish that we were cool and we wish that we could you know fit in with other people and it's not like i was like totally picked on all the time at school but everyone has experiences like that and wanting to be in the popular group and you know trying to weasel your way into that which at one point in high school i like somehow almost ended up in a group, but I, it was like, they called themselves this, I forget, the something seven. And I'm pretty sure I was like really low on that list, but I just like wanted to be around these. You were like the extra guy in Wu-Tang. I was like seven and a half. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, I mean, but we've all felt that way. And I've always, you know, struggled with like, oh my gosh, I wish I could look like her. My hair was like her and I have curly hair and freckles and I'm really, Pale and things like that that aren't like the most popular. I at wonder all where the the something seven. I, I wonder what they're up to right now, man. They, they're they're probably oh. thinking that you're fucking number one on that. God <laughs> damn it! I mean, I tried to look some of them up. I'm like, what are they up to? But a lot of them are on private, or I can't find it. I'm like, dang. Um, but you gotta you know. rub it in their faces. You gotta <laughs> rub it in their faces. If we have a high school reunion, it will be fun to see. I mean, I don't even know if I'll get invited. I didn't graduate from. We both like. We all just like left school early and just homeschooled once we got signed. So mm -hmm. I don't even think I'd be invited to that, but I'd like to go. It'd be kind of fun, you know, to just be like, oh my gosh, the what? I don't know. I feel like I want to say they call it the sexy seven, but they I call it the like, sexy seven. Is that what it was? Sexy oh, seven. I remember when you're like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I, I, well, I'm not 100% sure. It was a while ago, but I'm like, it's also really embarrassing to say out loud. But man, I was like, I just want to be. You want to be yeah. sexy seven. Let's go. Let's go. So, anyways, no, we'd be the sexy four. No, we'd be the, the, the fire four. Let's go. Fire four. I like that. That feels like it feels like it's it could mean a lot of things. So yeah. it I dig it. A lot of <laughs> it's open to interpretation. Open yeah. interpretation. That's like sexy is like pretty much only one thing, but it's like the fire yeah. four. It could be like you know we're cool and confident, but not completely obsessed with ourselves. I don't know. But yeah. either way, that not the that's not in the band name running. We're already set. So I like it. I like it. Uh, one thing that's interesting about you guys is that even early on, you guys have kind of alternated, gone back and forth between stuff that sounds kind of in that alternative rock mm. area, but also yeah. stuff that's sort of in that 
kind of folky acoustic kind of area as well. Even like you look at your two, your first two big hits, cool kids and bright and bright mm-hmm. was almost like a, a, um, almost like not a country song, but it was kind of leaning in that direction. Yeah. Um, so is that kind of when you guys are planning out songs, are you like, okay, this song needs to have a lot of like kind of a rock sound, but this one can be a little bit more yeah. back porch acoustic. It's funny. Cause I feel like, for us, and I guess funny tangential story about Bright is we actually, we were really wanting to push that to kind of uh, country music radio. And we actually had a version of it made with like slide guitar and stuff. Nice. I, I've tried to find it. I can't. I think oh, there's some banjo on it too. Good. It would probably be really fun to like find and maybe draw. Yeah. Accident. But uh, <laughs> um, I think for us, like there are certain things that are very core to who we are. And we did, we grew up listening to a lot of like alternative music. I mean, my favorite band growing up was like the Smiths and the Cure. And um, I loved the Sundays and Arcade Fire and Coldplay and stuff like that, which is very alternative. But I also feel like at our core, we are very like vocal driven and harmony driven, which obviously kind of can lean more like folksy, almost in like a Fleet Foxes way, or even just like full on country. And so I feel like because of those two things, it's created this uh, kind of fusion of something that I feel is like kind of maybe a part of what makes Echo Smith Echo Smith. And it is that like, folk kind of songwriting that harmony driven like vocal style with that like alternative influence and obviously some pop too and all that but um we do we're people that like listen to a lot of stuff i have a playlist of like new music i'm always adding to and it's always quite full of like a very wide range of uh, genres and i feel like that i love love that song you guys did with matt carney like yeah yeah Yeah. he's the best he was on our show a while back hilarious guy like low-key hilarious yeah yeah honestly honestly i think that we wrote with him recently in nashville and you know we've obviously met and like you know hung before especially when we're making tell you lover together and anyway it's just so fun i feel like we all were just laughing so much and it just was more of a hang than anything um and that's honestly like the best you want to have that feeling when you're writing a song you know yeah yeah so what's the truth about siblings in a band i mean you have like jackson five you have you guys tell us the real deal do you guys like what's like a fight with you guys like and i mean <laughs> does it ever get you know what i mean how do you kind of separate have you seen anchorman you know how they do those big fights that's how we do it yeah with like <laughs> chain base and baseball bat that's for the whip no i'm just kidding um yeah honestly i mean we do of course like we don't agree on everything and there are times where it's like you know, someone does something that was inconsiderate or, you know, didn't mean to say something that way, but it actually hurt someone's feelings. So, you know, when you spend time, like that much time with someone, I mean, you're gonna have some sort of disagreement. So for us, I think it actually helps us that we're siblings because I can't imagine doing this with like just random dudes that I'm like friends with, but I don't know, we can just be so honest with each other. That is something, and I think we've all learned good tools along the way of, you know, we haven't always been that like amazing at communication, you know, but now I think that if something bothers one of us, we're able to just be like, hey, you know, I'm noticing this and it's kind of bugging me or like, hey, you said that and can you not make fun of that? Cause we tease each other a lot. So that's like yeah. a fine line where it's like, there's the fun sibling teasing and then sometimes it's like, okay, you've said this joke too many times and it actually like bugs me. Can you not say that? And I can't, we can be that honest with each other. I like because a little we're smirk family. on Noah's face. It feels like he's like guilty of that. He <laughs> he is like the most guilty of making jokes that are like either going to be so funny or you're like, 
Oh my gosh. Seriously. Why are you doing that? So he's, he's a funny guy. He's I mean, my go-to is group. when we have like a 4 a.m. wake up call. Oh my God. And then, I, you know, <laughs> I wake up with a lot of energy. I don't drink coffee. I'm just ready to go immediately. Everyone else is just kind of grumpy. That's no angry. fair. It's no fair. It's a good time. It's a good way to live. It's good. <laughs> but we'll wake up and everyone's like groggy and upset. And I'll just make a lot of jokes. And that's often when I'm told. You and he's to really stop. loud. Yeah. Um, he's like yeah. super bubbly. And I'm like, I'm glad you feel great. But none of us are on that level yet. So mm -hmm. you need to like tone it down. Just you a little like, bit. I feel like, my, like someone's grandpa that gets up early to like, hey, kids. Yeah. Ready for pancakes? That's me. yeah. And That's I'm like, me. yes, but quiet, quiet pancakes. <laughs> quiet, quiet pancakes. <laughs> Let's talk about the musical aspect of the sibling thing. Um, yeah. There's that whole thing I learned from the Bee Gees documentary about mm. like there's that special sibling voice, you mm. know, connection that that only siblings can have that beautiful this certain type of harmony. Do you guys believe in that? I'd say. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like we grew up singing together. I learned to sing harmonies to Sydney's voice, you know, like, so I feel yeah. like in a way, like, obviously I can sing harmonies to other people, but like the way I do it probably it sits most naturally with Sydney. Um, and I think at the end of the day, like there's probably a nature and a nurture to it. I do think there's probably something in our, our blood, you know, that makes us united in a sense. Um, Cause I do believe in, that. you know, there's something beautiful that comes from family, family relation. But I think also just that experience of years and years of like playing, singing in a million different contexts together, yeah. writing and singing harmonies in that moment. I mean, I've, we've sung a lot together. It's been a big part of our life. And so we, yeah. we do just know how to do it. And I do, yeah, I think there's nature and nurture to that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they also say like, I don't know if this is like a literal, like an actual scientific fact. So if it's not disregard, I guess, but I've heard, I mean, like a sibling is as related as you can get right mm. where it's like you're really related to your parents but like aren't you like the most like that's as close as you can get um gene wise and i just think that yeah there's got to be something there where you know you know especially if you're able to sing you know and that's i mean that's like one of the only things that we can do like you know i think it was very obvious that like oh we're supposed to do music um because that was like our main thing but it just has been so cool to sing over the years and even having our oldest brother jamie who's our original guitar player and now he's involved on the production side with us like it's so fun to be doing the group vocals together and we're all just like laughing in between and there's just that relationship there that feels really special but the end result also you know feels really special it feels way different than like having some random person in the room singing with us which can add a cool flavor but it just feels right when we're all singing together and that's um something that i wouldn't trade for the world I saw this interview where you were like, yeah. And then, you know, my dad came up and sat, you know, came and played piano for us on stage. Like, yeah, you guys seem to like, just kind of all be bonded by this yeah. thing. And that's kind of cool and rare. It is rare. Yeah. Like, who's, what other family projects are there? I can think of what is that, Allie and Angel. Yeah, yeah, they're mm -hmm. sisters. And I mean, there's the Jonas Brothers, you know, and they Jonas do Brothers. music. With at least most of the siblings. That's where um, the Anchorman style battles come from is you got the sibling groups fighting each other. Like, in the that would make video. a good video. That's we should, do a, that. we yeah. should do a family tour. That would actually be really cool. Like think of cool family bands that are playing music together still yeah. and do something together. What, that would be fun. Get, get what's left of the Partridge family. Like if there's any of yeah. those guys still around. I know. I, I don't even know. Yeah. I haven't looked too deep into this, but do you guys... Um, even in the future ever think about 
kind of doing your own maybe side projects. I'm not sure if you guys already have this going on though. No, we, uh, I mean, really the we, band right now. No. <laughs> Started, you heard it first. It was all Debbie's fault. Um, no, I'm just kidding. No, but we actually, so we've only ever done, um, you know, echoes with stuff and put that out. Um, but you know, we've talked about it of like, you know, if we have creative, I don't know, things that were, cause we're just creative people. And if there ever comes a time that it feels right to do that, um, I could totally see that happening, but it would always, at least in my head, um, you know, cause people have always been like, are you ever going to do solo music or your side project or whatever? And I'm totally open to that. But at the end of the day, my main priority is Echo Smith and doing music as a family, because I love, um, just being together and making music together just feels really great. So, um, that's always going to be like my first priority, but, um, never say never. I think that in the future, like Noah's also gotten really great at production and he's also producing our new music. So he's going to, you know, probably work with really awesome artists in the future too. And maybe he wants to do side project or Graham wants to, and I can definitely see myself doing it, but in like a different, you know, it'd have to be like kind of a, probably a different genre or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're all creative. So I, I think one day that would be cool, but always coming back to the Echo Smith roots um will always be a big part of you know what we do and something that we want to do so yeah you never know we're all making music all the time so you never know yeah no no I, on uh what sydney was referring to um how much have you got in the production do you have a desire to do other people's music yeah um i mean i i've been you know producing stuff for a while now and i i did some production on our last record and this one i've taken on much more of that like duty um which has been a total blast and i have a studio like i converted my garage here at my house in la and i'm working out a lot there and you know there are some people that i'm working with now i mean i think our big priority has been like let's get this record made and there's other things i'm working on on the side and stuff too but like i'm really passionate about kind of like how holistic we get to be with like an artist project you know it's not just like making the music it really is like doing these interviews it's creating a brand and a message and things like that and i'm really passionate about that. So while like I always want to be doing that stuff on the side, like I really love like all this stuff. It's really, it's, it's a ton of fun. It's fun getting to meet people and tour and all that. And I, you know, I don't want to trade that away for uh, just being home all the time. It must be kind of a weird, like kind of a, um, you know, kind of a weird situation to be in that on one hand, you guys have been a band for so long, but on the other hand, you're still in your twenties. It yeah. must be kind yeah. of a weird, like kind of, thing weird and i mentioned the bgs earlier and the bgs kind of had two stages there in the career they had the stage of the career when they were like real young teenagers early 20s and yeah. then they had the saturday night fever stage when they were in their uh, 20s and 30s yeah. so do you kind of feel like this is like when you guys really started really, um, really pushing the new music in like 2018 19 when you started releasing singles again yeah. did that feel like a whole new version of the band I think in a lot of ways, it almost always does. You know, every time we're putting out new music, I think there's always like this feeling and question in our hearts, honestly, we're like, are we old now? And I don't know if we, I don't even know what that means. And at the end of the day, I, I feel like we are currently in an industry that's much more accepting of like artists of every age and every background. And I think that's really important. Um, and I think like, regardless of all that, like we're just trying to make the music that we're really passionate about and that we really care about. And I think because of that, we always are going to try to, reset in certain ways because at the end of the day like we've definitely had like the questioning of like why are we doing this how do we do this especially through covid and all that like that really 
shook up our lives. You know, that's a yeah. major part of our life that was suddenly shut down completely. And so we had to kind of go back to like the roots and be like, okay, what, what are we wanting to do? What do we desire to do? What do we care about doing? And um, I'm really thankful that we're here and that all those questions, all those conversations have led us to this moment with the music that we have and the music that we're really passionate about. Yeah, and I think honestly, to answer even what you just asked, like I think we feel more that way now than we did even in 2018 when we were first like putting out the first songs since our first album. So now, you know, now post COVID, post even us just like gaining creative control and like taking the reins of our own lives and our own career um, for the first time, it's been really special. And this feels, mm. I mean, I feel kind of like a completely different person than I did even in 2018 and especially, you know, who I was in 2013, 2014 when we first put out music. Um, so it feels like we're kind of entering this new stage of life. I just turned 25. I just rented a car the other day and they didn't ask for like extra insurance. It was so weird. I was like, oh my gosh, I really am 25, which I know sounds stupid, but I'm like, okay, you know, and that is a lot different than being 16. And of course it's still super young and we still have like, you know, so many fun things ahead just with doing life. But um, it feels like it feels almost like we've, I don't know, had like this nice renewal um, since even putting out our last album. So we're just super excited for what's to come because it feels more natural than ever. And it feels like this is the kind of music, you know, we've always wanted to make. And um, we finally just lived enough life and had enough experience with just like experimenting with stuff that it's brought us here. Um, but I think this is where like the new, it's truly a new chapter. And this is where that chapter begins. And it feels better than ever. And it feels like it's something that we um, really feel compelled to do because we could have easily during COVID been like, yeah, we'll like keep doing it, but like, you know, what if I want to do something else? I mean, like everyone was readdressing everything during COVID. Did did COVID spark a creativity in you guys? Because I feel like some people they didn't want to do anything, and some people were like like making yeah. their masterpieces in their bedroom. You know, I think it was kind of both. I think at the beginning we had this kind of false hope. It turned out that like, okay, this is gonna end. I remember in like. March, we had a couple shows booked in May, and I was telling my wife in a walk, I'm like, there's no way that those shows in May are going to get canceled. And of course, they were canceled. And so I think there's a little bit of humbling and like, okay, we can't control this. <laughs> we can't control the world. We can't even honestly control like the path of our career. Um, but I think that kind of led to the point and those questions again and all that led to that point of like, okay, now let's like really dive in. And we kind of simplified how we did it. I think for a long time we were told and we kind of felt like, Oh, we need to depend on other people to like do what we do. But I think we kind of got to the point where like, oh wait, like our first record wasn't really that. You know, a lot of those songs are just like our family making music. And so we kind of went back to those basics and all of a sudden like I do feel like we've been writing songs that at least to us like feel like the most important songs we've ever written. Um hang around means a lot to us for like the joy that it exudes to me and all that and I think we have songs that we've also written that like kind of capture a really wide range of like emotions and experiences that we've had and that we've gone to share together as a family and that we'll you know get to share with the world too which is definitely a, a cool gift yeah yeah i just had this epiphany about 2020 where i realized that you know like the internet was always a talk about like okay now it's it's there's a lot more on the artists about like their own personal brand and how they are um okay how mm -hmm. they're um 
how they make themselves out to be a brand themselves mm. outside from like, you know, a label pushing it or, you know, just putting out an album. Yeah. And that's, it even got crazier with 2020. So how do you guys feel about this kind of like having to also be like internet, mm. you know, people aside from along with being the artist that you are because you guys are two artists who've been doing this forever. Yeah, and I mean, there's the pressure to be a content creator. I mean, it's yes, it's a lot, and I think I, I finally now I'm in a phase of enjoying that side of it because for a long time I was a bit resentful towards it because I was like, mm -hmm. okay, I have to do this. I should post. I should, you know. Oh yeah, I haven't posted on because you know we all have in, like personal Instagrams and then the band Instagram, and that's only one platform, you know. And we have like. Twitter and now YouTube, you're able to like do normal posts too that aren't just videos. And but also there's YouTube shorts and TikTok. And then you should also do stories and all of them and blah blah blah. Like there's all the things. And I was so overwhelmed by it that I was like, you know, I go through phases of like, okay, I'm gonna be really productive and do all the things and I'd be really burnt out. And I was also just doing it because I felt like I had to. Um, so now I feel like in the past like six months or so, I finally have found a good rhythm of like. I don't want to force anything. Um, so if there's a day where I just truly am not feeling it and don't really have it's something that I have to post or even want to, then I'm like, it's okay if I don't post every single day, you know, but at the end of the day, we just want to present the most authentic versions of ourselves and not forcing it is doing that, you know? So I think that's just made it more fun. And even with TikTok, I was very hesitant to really get on there. Um, Cause I was, Kind of intimidated and i didn't know where we fit in that because i'm not a dancer and i'm not you know i mean there's people who cook on there. i mean people do all sorts of things so i was like i don't know i definitely couldn't do the dances yeah, if you can cook or dance you've got it made if you cook and while dance dancing at the same and, time and whisper things with asmr you know but yeah. like i didn't know where our place was but then i just kind of had this yeah after talking to our team i'm like let's just do what feels authentic to us and that's usually music stuff. And sometimes we hop on a trend if it feels, but we want to make it our own. And I don't want to do it just for the sake of like, okay, I posted this many TikToks today, but sometimes like I'll do three or four cause it made sense to do it. And I have fun doing it because we, I don't want to do it unless I want to do it, if that makes sense. So I think having yeah. that new perspective has made, has taken some of the pressure off. Um, and I still feel that sometimes cause we try to, we have a team that helps with social media, but at the end of the day, we wanted to have control of it. Yeah. 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 Totally. And you want to be authentic. So we really tried to retain as much like control of it as we could. And there's still times we delegate, but um, yeah. generally I want to be the one to like execute all the posts when a song comes out and do the like fun little things. Um, right. But it's a lot. So, I mean, I go through phases, but I think just making sure we're being authentic, which also means not doing it. You don't have anything to say. That's okay too. And giving yourself grace there has been helpful, but it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> Yeah. So before we let you go, guys, we want to do a little, it's not a goofy podcast interview without some kind of rapid fire question game. That we have to do. I okay. love those. Okay. I love those so so much. this is, this is going to be, um, we're going to test like which sibling. Okay. So you got to name the sibling. Let's Ooh, okay. Question, okay. Okay. So first one, which sibling gave your parents the most problems? Sydney or Jamie? Probably me. Probably me or Jamie. Jamie's our oldest. Called you yeah. Sydney. <laughs> um, which sibling is most organized? Graham. Graham, for Graham. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Graham's not here to defend himself. So, um, 
That's when he gets to a hotel, he puts everything on the thing, like very, you know, his headphones here, his charger here. Like he's so organized and he packs light. He's a great travel buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good to have one like that. Good to have yeah. one. Yeah, like I'm not. There's only one. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely to win on Jeopardy. Noah, he yeah. he's a fun fact fun guy. Fun fact guy. Fun fact guy. Fun facts over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and who's the pickiest eater? Actually, pretty open. None of us are that picky. Like we will eat almost anything. That's we'll try anything. anything. I expected like an instant like so and so. Like because yeah. everyone has Growing that one up, kid in the family picky. who won't eat anything. Yeah, when I was a kid, I was that way. And then when I was like 16, we started traveling. I'm like, I was eating everything. Like, I used to hate cheese. I still hate ketchup because ketchup is just it's funny because you, oh. you guys grew up in LA. So it wasn't like you were only exposed to like certain foods. You guys totally. had everything yeah. at your disposal. And that, oh, yeah, yeah, that's definitely a gift for sure. Yeah, we've tried, a, we've like, you know, in certain places, like, this is our delicacy and we will almost always try that. I haven't tried balut. I think that's what it's called in the Philippines where it's like kind of a developed egg. I won't do that, but besides that, I'll, I'll try with anything. Yeah, international food is a different different deal. I'll try yeah. it all. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so kind of going off of that, who is the best cook? Noah. Oh, Jamie's also a really good cook. Jamie's good but, cook yeah. Um, yeah, I'm always calling Jamie, Noah. You, like, you immediately was like, anyone but me. Anyone but well, me. Well, honestly, I, I am a good cook, but I'm just not – like, they're very um, – creative with their cooking where Noah's like, I'm going to make you a pasta and I'm going to make homemade sauce and I'm going to even do homemade pasta. Like all this stuff, he's like making his own dough. And I just don't necessarily have the patience for that. I do cook good stuff. I'll, I'll own up to that. I've gotten better in the past couple of years, but I'm not. Graham's the say? worst. <laughs> the producer him. Like, <laughs> yeah, he Whipping wants to start from the beginning. Whipping things up. Yeah, Whipping yeah. things up. And I'm like, hey, how do I, how do I make this thing again? But I make good stuff. It's just like, they're so creative that they take the cake. So I just, yeah. We're all good cooks, that. except for Graham. Graham stinks cooking. <laughs> okay. Well, he has three of us to cook for him, so. Yeah, it works out. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't need to be good. He doesn't need to yeah. be good. Um, which sibling is the most stubborn? Noah. <laughs> oh, man. maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I would say I'm not. If you ask my wife, my parents, my siblings, anyone in my world, I feel like they'd probably say yes, you know? Yeah, Noah's very easygoing until he's not. <laughs> <laughs> until you're wrong until you say something that's wrong and he has to correct it yeah yeah well he's a uh, he's an enneagram nine if you know what that is but he's a very like peacemaker sweet guy but then when he like doesn't want to do something it's it's done oh. it's done oh well, last one <laughs> which sibling most likely to survive in the wilderness dropped in on a helicopter <laughs> with a knife and a lighter and a zippo who does it best Actually, Sydney, you camp the most. I do. You actually. probably would do the best. I hate camping. I shower Thank twice you. a day. I can't do that. You know. No one's <laughs> trying to dry out his skin. I don't know what's wrong with him. But anyway, uh, I I probably have camped the most. But I get like you know I go to REI and I get the dis. You know I one time went and got the display. I was like I want that tent, that air mattress. You know I'm just sleeping on the ground. So if I only had a, a lighter and whatever else you just said, I mean. I might be able to make it work. I would just feel, I don't know. I got a lot of hair and stuff. So if I got some hair ties and sunscreen, I'm really like sensitive in that way too, where I get sunburned 10 minutes outside. <laughs> yeah. So I would need just a little more supplies, but I might be able to be the one. So we'd to all do die. It. I think that's the, <laughs> that's the end game. Honestly, just the sunburn thing alone, like I would get. Done. Yeah. I, 
be over. That's yeah. all we do is burn. <laughs> I'm with you on the sunburn thing. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be toasted. I'd be toasted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. I love all right, you, do you got anything else? Anything else for uh, for Noah and Sydney? I just imagine you guys being on, uh, what is that one show? Naked and Afraid. Naked and Afraid. I just, I'm sorry. That's all I was thinking about just now. Jimmy was like, he was like, yeah. I was so quiet. I was just like, Matt. That sounds I will not join that show. That's one show. We were, they actually asked us at one point to be on, what is it, Fear Factor? And I was like, oh, heck, forever. When they ate all the insects. Yeah. I just got the choice. Who would win that I, version? Eating all the insects. Who would win that one? Hundred percent. I would win that. I've eaten no, crickets. I, I've eaten care. ants. I've huh? eaten. I don't think, think I've had like chocolate covered crickets or the chocolate covered mm, ants yeah. or anything. I've like had that a cricket like taco. I felt kind of sick though, so I haven't done it again. Oh. Yeah. Well. Oh. Yeah. It was in New York actually. You just need to have the right kind of cricket taco. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> The right toppings. Yeah, that's what my mom always says when I don't like food. She's like, we well, need to have someone prepare, prepare it well for you. I'm with anything. Your mom. I am yeah, your and side. crickets. Noah, Noah would win. That's for sure. And he would find a good way to cook it too. <laughs> All right. So before we let you go, last thing, what do you guys are coming up the rest of the summer? We got a few weeks left of August. You doing shows? You releasing a new single? What's going on? Yes, all the things. So we actually have a lot of fun things coming that you know we can't talk about yet. But we do have more new music coming before tour starts, um, which means that we'll play a ton of new music on the tour. We're also going to play um, some unreleased songs on the tour because we are working on a whole body of work and have a lot of songs that we're excited to play. So we're like, why not give people on tour a first listen to these songs and like experiment there. So there will be a lot of new songs that will be out already, but then playing unreleased songs, having fun on tour, which is starting in October, I think. And we have some like random shows before that too, but we're just planning the show and um, making it as intentional as possible to just make the most out of it since it's been two and a half years since we've toured. So we're just like so excited to even make the VIP experience that we're doing beforehand making that really special too, and not just your standard, hey, let's take a pic at the step and repeat and go. But we want to make everything a really special experience. So we're doing a lot of planning to get there too. So lots of shows and more new music. And I think people will be really excited to hear the new songs coming out. So um, yeah, we've never been this excited, which is just like such a great feeling um, going into something. So let's, it's going to be a great rest of the year. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. Just that enthusiasm that came through just now, just... Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I feel like so, like, I'm like, my mouth hurts from smiling, but I do genuinely feel that way. So, um, yeah, we're super stoked. But if you guys want to come to the show, let us know. Just hit up um, yes. whoever. And your people. Have your people talk to my people. And we'll, we got we'll to arrange it. We'll arrange it. Yeah. No, that'd be awesome. But yeah, thank you guys so much for having us. This was yeah. so fun. Thanks like for, I said, thanks for being here. Podcast the best. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. That's Echo Smith. Uh, new singles, new shows, everything's coming out. Check them out. Yay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. That was Echo Smith. They're so cool. They are so cool. They're so much fun. Thank you to Sydney and Noah. And thank you for listening to us, Real with Jordan and Demi. As always, go to popdust.com for past episodes, latest pop culture news. A lot, a lot of stuff happened on popdust.com these days. A lot of new articles, movie reviews. We got stuff out. Uh, a lot of, a lot of things going on on popdust.com right now. And of course, when you got some spare time, listen to Demi Ramos music. Go to Spotify, stream the Demi Ramos singles. Let's go. Become a fan. Yeah. All right. 
We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks a lot for listening.